Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Clayton. Becky. Chrissy. Clayton. Becky. I like Buenos it. Buenos dias. <laughs> um, you know, I'm excited about today. You are? I've been studying about these passages for this next series for a while. I'm, I'm just all in all excited. I know. We like we are typically, if you listen to our sermon series, we're usually about a week behind what we've talked about mm-hmm. in the rooms, but we're jumping ahead. Clayton was so excited. He's like, we're going to jump ahead. You know, but you I know, really do love the title of this next series that yes, we're studying I during Lent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lives Jesus Changed. So it's fun because, you know, at Lent, you know, there's a, I, I know, I understand Lent is a, a time of preparation. There's a lot of removal of things that aren't good. And, but that's what happens when our life is changed by Jesus. These things that aren't good are removed and, mm-hmm. yeah. and we are totally changed. We're totally new. And I actually got to see the, the graphic for the series that Desha showed me. It is super cool. Oh, I awesome. love it. She's so talented. So, She's so good. Um, uh, so yes, we're we're gonna in this next two podcasts, we're gonna kind of jump into two of the passages that will be in the future series. Yeah, um, just ones that resonate, or the ones that just uh, we get excited about, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna try to find a way to make it applicable to our personal lives. Yeah, I love it. Great. Which I think we'll figure that. Isn't out. Isn't yeah. that what you're supposed to do with the gospel right? and right? Just the, like Bible the Bible anyway. I think in general? Yeah. 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 Just. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll what I, one of the things that is is fun just for I mean personally is uh lives Jesus changed. Um, we I know it's been said here in the big room before, probably both rooms. Uh, but it's fun to actually think about how much your life has changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about like in years and like two years and five years and ten years, when you actually take a step back and look, it's like whoa. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever like gone back and read a journal entry from previous years and you're like, I remember mm-hmm. that young lady, mm-hmm. and I can't. You know, change is something that sometimes can happen in an instant, but mm-hmm. more often I feel like happens so gradually and slowly. And right. so to look back and say, wow, mm-hmm. yeah. there is a work being done yeah. and you don't see it in the maybe day to day, but when you yeah. get to reflect back, yeah, it's, it's easy so to miss good. it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I, uh, the, today's passage uh, that we'll be looking at is from John four. It's the woman at the well. Um, and I have found this story just fascinating. It's the so more good. I've dug into it, um, the more questions I've had about the text. Yep. Um, I, the more I've questioned some of my own thoughts about it um, as I come to it. And so uh, I think today well, I will say I, I'm not, I, there's things I don't know. Sure. I'm just going to readily say that. There's smarter people than me. And there's, there's great cases for lots of things around this story. Um, so I don't want to say this is the right way or that's the wrong way. I want to look at it just from multiple perspectives a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as you look at the story, uh, you can make it, your perspective could be very personal and very individual. And I think it can also be plural. Um, it's bigger than just me, uh, which happens at the end, but I think in, in kind of a, a bigger way. Um, but one of the things I found very fascinating about John and what he's doing, I think, is uh, I was listening to someone talk about this. Um, so in John 2, Jesus changes the water to wine, right, at mm, the wedding. Yeah. And I learned this, and I, I'm, not, I'm not smart to explain it all perfectly, but the place that he did it was in Cana. Mm-hmm. And most likely the people of Cana were very zealot people. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're raging against the... no. Um, uh, those who are oppressing them. So they're very sure. zealous. Mm. So Jesus does this miracle, right? Amongst a people group that are very zealous. Mm-hmm. Then in John three, he goes, and he talks to Nicodemus. So he's addressing the pharisaical worldview. 
And then he comes to this next story. He's addressing the Samaritan worldview. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's almost like systematically working his way through everyone because his good news is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just really cool to hear and to learn. Yeah, so, I like it. Um, I thought that was exciting. And uh, um, hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to decide which way to go. And I want to ask good questions to you both as we get into this. Uh, well, I was ask, as you thought about this story, we've all heard this. It's a very well-known story. What have you, th- like, do you, do you like the story? What parts of the story resonate with you? Is there anything that, um, uh, like, I know it's on The Chosen. It's a mm-hmm. very moving scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, just good. what are your, mm-hmm. I guess, overall thoughts around Jesus and his interaction with, with this woman? We don't, we don't know her name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, just kind of curious um, before we begin. Any thoughts around that? Or Yeah, I I mean, the woman at the well or the Samaritan woman mm-hmm. is another way I've grown up mm-hmm. knowing the story. I think my appreciation for the story has definitely grown, mm-hmm. especially over the last couple of years. Um, I think before I just maybe took a lot of it for granted. Like, okay, Jesus sees a woman. He tells her, you've had a lot of husbands. And she's like, yeah, I did. And then she goes and tells everyone else and they all come and I'm like, I don't really, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the significance Mm -hmm. of so many pieces of that story from like the time of day that Jesus met her Mm -hmm. at the well to the, um, how like he really, if he would have been going with society standards, he wouldn't have been talking to her at all. Like Mm -hmm. he would have avoided her, you know, Mm -hmm. like there was just, there's so many pieces that I think, you know, when I picture the story of how I learned it, I almost picture it up on the felt board. I'm sure my Sunday school teacher back in the day put a little well on there (laughs) and there's a woman and Jesus talked to this woman and, um, just (laughs) learning, (laughs) which man, those felt boards are fun. So good. (laughs) But I think that yeah, just really digging into what society was like at the time, mm-hmm. what the culture would have said about this whole interaction. Yeah, man. And I'm maybe guessing that we'll go into it a little deeper, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, that's, those are my first thoughts around the woman yeah. at the well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say it was very similar, like knew the story, knew that we like talked about it cause it was important, but then, mm-hmm. but then to like actually learn about the context of mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I, that, I tell my students when I geek out on that, that I'm about to do that just because it, it yeah. is so significant to mm-hmm. know the historical context of mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. to like understand. And I, it just makes me love Jesus even more to know right. how he chose to like, he broke a lot of barriers down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Did, broke a lot of norms. Right. And I think it's really beautiful how he chose to do that in yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as I've been, I've been reading it and I, I, what's been fun is I, I've come away with tons of questions. Hmm. So, um, even as the passage begins, which I think is so fun, just kind of work through some things that jumped out. I mean, I hope we'll land in a place where, um, uh, just a good place, but, uh, even as, as, as the story begins, you know, the Pharisees heard Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples. Um, but John, make sure that you know that it was not Jesus who was baptizing people, that it was his disciples. Yeah. So like, that's, that's just really fun. I, I love, uh, um, um, no, like we are part of this thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you are going to be part of what he's doing. He's once like someone like, hey, I want you to know that this wild story, but we're part of it. You're yeah. part of it. Yeah. So I thought that was just really fun. Um, but then I even, I was, I was li- listening to someone talk about this and they said, you know, I've always heard that the woman that was at the well at the hottest point of the day and she was there because mm-hmm. no one else would be there at that point. 
But I heard a person teach him, and they said, well, what's the hottest hour of the day? It's not the sixth hour. That's 12. When's it really, in Iowa, mm-hmm. when is it really, really hot? Three o'clock, five, four o'clock, like five, five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the ninth hour, the 10th mm-hmm. hour, the 11th hour. So I was like, that's different. So he was just asking some questions. Maybe we're coming at the story with these ideas that mm-hmm. we don't know for sure. So I thought that was fascinating. So that has a second question. Mm-hmm. And then what really threw me off too, is I was just read and reread was some of her responses to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when confronted by things about self, um, to move into a theological discussion, mm-hmm. it's just not my go-to right. um, if I were confronted with that. <laughs> and I was like, that's just strange. I, I don't understand that. Um, and then two, uh, um, there's lots of stuff around Jacob's well and all that. We won't get into that today, but, uh, even, so I've always read this as she's a, an immoral woman, mm-hmm. right? That's how I've been, I've heard. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of reasons for that to be how we read the story. But it's just fascinating to me that if that was the case, and we're at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, when his disciples return, you know, Jesus could be endangering his whole ministry with this woman at the outset, right? Because you want to, with, and they don't seem to care mm-hmm. who he's talking to. They're not worried about it. They just, they, they just notice it. So that was weird to me. That was striking mm-hmm. to me. Um, and also continue to read the story. Uh, so if she is an immoral woman... And if she has had five husbands and then she goes into town to tell everyone, I've met this guy that you got to come here, talk, mm-hmm. perhaps a move of the spirit. I get that. Mm-hmm. But my first gut reaction is would I say she's a good judge of character. I mean, I mean, multiple, I mean, that would not be from an outside perspective. My first thought of her, if that's who I think that she is. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have like a clear answer. Um, but I wonder if there's more to the story than, you know, uh, she's simply an immoral woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read one person's and again, if you, if I say something you're not sure about, you can shoot me an email, Kevin K at TRC. <laughs> um, but, uh, the Samaritans were called the, the word Samaritan to them meant keepers of the law. What was the law? It was five books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, you have five husbands, oh. but there's a, there is that, that extra husband, which I'm not sure what to do with that. But I'm like, well, who is he talking to exactly here? And what are they talking about? Um, so I've just come with more questions and it's made me, I think more, uh, it's making me hopefully ask better questions. Mm-hmm. So instead of jumping to conclusions about people and stories to, I, well, I should probably find out more yeah. before I think something is kind of where I'm coming away from this story a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, that, cause I want to understand. So some things that you've been reading or studying have said that maybe Jesus is impl- implying that she is married to the law. Like, yeah, that's that, one person that, thought. Yeah. Which is a interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, when I read the story, I think that if, I mean, there could be many reasons why she why she felt she was an outcast mm-hmm. to her village. But when she went and told the people, and they pretty quickly, from what the story says, came back to check it out, mm-hmm. she had to have had some stature mm-hmm. or standing in the community. Because mm-hmm. I think if they really just thought she was like a 
floozy <laughs> or right. something, you know, someone yeah. that the, could not be right. trusted. Right. Yeah. They, they would have just been like, okay, whatever. Bye. Right. Yeah. Because it's interesting. Like what? So, you know, with lepers or different things like that, there were certain times when they would be outcast. So they would mm-hmm. be sent outside the city. So like mm-hmm. a woman in her situation, mm-hmm. If it was true, the immorality mm-hmm. pieces, mm-hmm. would she be separated from her people? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good question. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that one. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> but right. That's why I love, I was listening to someone say, um, uh, it was Tim Mackey, the, the bio project guy. Yeah. And he was like, this book, this text is written so that you don't understand it the first time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or even the second time or even the third time, yeah. or even the fourth time. It's like, okay. it's, it's written a way to make you think and dig and dig and dig. And so I've just found, I've just really been really encouraged that we keep digging mm-hmm. and there's just always more. Right. Um, but as I was sent, sitting in, in, in the story, what I, what I came away with though, was regardless of why she is there, I think oftentimes you can read the story in like a condemnatory tone. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't hear it that way. Yeah. It's a, he, I know you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what? So however we, whatever we think happened, Jesus' response to her is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So all around, just I like this Jesus guy. I do too. So lives Jesus changed is mm-hmm. the name of the sermon series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think are some ways that her life changed after this interaction with Jesus? That's an excellent question. That's a really good question. Oh, well, I mean, I think I, I wonder, so wherever her situation was, uh, her reputation, if it was not great, I think was restored with mm-hmm. people. Um, I think that uh, the fact that she brought this message of good news would have restored her relationship with many people in her community. Um, I think it would have, uh, um, I think what you would have felt just valuable, seeing, known, like mm-hmm. that th- this was shared with, it was given to me. Like he, you came to me, like, wow, like why would he choose me? Um, so I'd imagine she would just have fe- felt very loved. Um, and we feel loved and seen. I mean, I think yeah. everything kind of changes. Mm-hmm. So, and a whole group of people who, like the Samaritans and the Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. So Samaritans held to the five original books of the Bible. The Jewish people added a whole bunch of stuff to it. So there's been this huge, you know, really nasty, bitter, like rivalry. Mm-hmm. That word doesn't even do it justice. War, probably. Yeah. And he's mending. Those relationships, right. you know, um, so it's like her life is changed, but like, well, about Jesus, like so many lives are changed. Right. Right. And um, I'd be curious because I, I have the, you know, typical, the passion translation is what I usually always have open when we mm-hmm. have these conversations. And it says that hearing this, the people came streaming out of the village to see Jesus. And mm-hmm. I wonder like, yes, her life was changed. I wonder how like their relationship as a community changed mm-hmm. because of like they heard something from someone that they may or may not have trusted, yeah. but they went Yep. and then to see like, wow, like she was telling the truth mm-hmm. if they thought mm-hmm. she was lying. Right. Like how did that change again? I have no answers. How did that change their community dynamic mm-hmm. to go and then see Jesus? Right. 
Right. A lot of Eastern Orthodoxy religions will, uh, they like have given her a name and everything. Hmm. But the thing that I thought was cool and I'm like, I see why they are thinking this. They call her one of the first apostles because she Hmm. shared the good news. She was one of the first people to share the good news about Mm -hmm. Jesus. The disciples were with him and uh, ministering with him. But so far we haven't really seen the disciples saying like, hey, you got to come and meet. She was one of the first people in Jesus's ministry to be like, Mm -hmm. there's this guy. Also, have you guys watched this on The Chosen? Yes. Yes. I was just looking up what episode, it's episode eight, but I couldn't tell you what season. Is it the first season? It's season one's last Oh my goodness. I can just, yeah, I need to, I would love to rewatch it, but I just watched it. So good. Mm. What what is the line she said? I just met a man who knew, who told me everything about me and my whole life has Mm -hmm. changed. I don't know. She says it, but the way her voice and the way she says it, it's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. For those of you who don't know where to watch The Chosen, season one is on Netflix. Yes. They also have The Chosen app, right? but yeah. season right. one is on Netflix. That's easy access. Easy access. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, just, it's just a fun, different way to see the story and hear yeah. the story, experience the story. So, yeah. And, and yeah, like you were saying, like she was willing. So lives Jesus changed. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I've taken away is, am yeah, I willing to talk about how he's changed mine? Like, do we, do we share those things openly? Because if she had chosen not to share it, right, nothing happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if she did have this encounter with God, with Jesus, you know? So perhaps that, that's something for us and our, those who are listening is, like we said, it started at the very beginning. What, what has God done? Mm-hmm. Actually, we we're in our uh, uh, new members class recently, and I asked, you know, we have the annual report. Mm-hmm. You sing it. <laughs> I always think of Creature Report from the Octonauts. <laughs> annual report, annual report, annual report. Anyways, I, so I, I understand the name. I was like, but maybe we should like do add a tagline, something fun to yeah. it. Yeah. And someone in the class said, you'd hold it up and say, this is what God did. Because that's, oh, what, like that's it. what it is. It's yeah. not a report. It's like, this is what God did last year. Yeah. And yeah. it shows everything. I was like, huh, yeah. Yeah. So what if we did almost, you know, we looked at our own lives, an annual report of our mm-hmm. lives and said, right. this is what God did. This is what God right. did. And we wanted to share it with people on what would happen if we were more willing to share yeah. in our families and with, with our roommates, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. wherever it is we are, wherever we can. Um, there's lots of bad stories. Yeah. We got to tell more good stories. Mm-hmm. So I love that idea. I don't know. Um, a couple of years ago, I, uh, the mix was talking about spheres of influence. Hmm. And so... Chrissy and had asked me to share at the mix. And so I have my notes from when I uh, spoke that night. Um, And so I just talked a little bit about how we don't even sometimes realize the influence we have, but a couple of points that I was like, this does tie into what we're talking about. Um, In this story, Jesus shows us such a simple way to have influence. Be present. He was just present with the woman at the well. And that really changed her, her whole outlook in life. And then, um, what we learn from the woman is that once we accept what Jesus has to offer, we then can influence so many around us. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, the lives Jesus changed, you know, we're kind we're mostly talking about the Samaritan woman at the well, but really it changed so many more than just Mm -hmm. hers because he just saw her mm-hmm. and spoke truth and love to her. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if we tie back to our other series, we just did, he 
entered into a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And chose to see her for who she was within right. the circle of love. Right. Taya, it flourished, didn't you? Say? <laughs> flourished. It sure is Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, I had one thought. Uh, I know this is the T3 Femi podcast. And it was uh, the other night, made me think of it. Um, we were just, uh, we were telling stories to Kai and Coda. I'm not very old. They don't quite catch all the stories. But maybe that's something you need to do. Like, uh, we said that from recently where God's, his essence is love. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he loves us, right? Well, what if you, with your own family, what if you told the stories of how God has loved us? Yeah. Just so you know those stories, you have those stories in your back pocket. And um, later in life, I think you remember those. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to think them, think about how things get passed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. And, um, or maybe you do that with, yeah, with, with, with a roommate or maybe you do it with a, a niece or nephew or mm-hmm. a best friend, mm-hmm. or maybe you go and find someone who's older than you mm-hmm. and explain and say, just, would you tell me some stories? And, uh, I think that'd be encouraging. Or young people tell those above you what Jesus is doing in your life. Cause we've seen time and Come time on. again, how, when the young, when the mm-hmm. youth in our church step up and say, Listen to what Jesus is doing in my life. That right. Those are the mornings that people are. are on fire. They want to come yeah. run and see what Jesus yeah. is doing. When our young people share from the front, I'd say there is generally a line yes. to talk to them afterwards. It, and people are moved and encouraged. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, you, those of you who are here wouldn't notice, but Kim uh, is here in the room listening. Kim's one of our Hi, Kim. They can't hear you say staff. hi, but he's yeah. smiling and waving. But, uh, no, so Kim's going to be a senior essential, but he shared some stories around... Uh, like sport and football a while back. And I had several coaches come to me and they were, they were just moved by his story. Yeah. Then thinking about what, what they have invested and how mm-hmm. just really encourage them to yes. hear how their athletes respond to how they have loved them and served them. So mm-hmm. yeah, just tell lots of good stories. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And she could have, the woman at the well could have been so unsure because of her gender, because of her age, because of her past, because of where she was from, where she called mm-hmm. home. But all she really did was just say, listen to what Jesus did in my life. And that attracted right. more people than she probably realized mm-hmm. it would have had yeah. an effect on. So, And the generational yes. mm-hmm. effects that that would have mm-hmm. potentially had. Yeah. Not just the people that streamed out that day. Yeah. Yeah the families that came from those so good mm-hmm. so just i'm just so just back it's just because it's in my brain all the time uh back to january one click one thing yeah would you tell one story this week or would you find one story yeah mm-hmm. sort of how what got how god has loved our family or someone before me or someone behind me like find a story yeah mm-hmm. if you are like uh wanting just this feels like low hanging fruit to find a story. I just the other day in uh, one of the rooms here at church, I found a whole pile of our gratitude journals. So yeah. if you don't have it, or if you lost your copy, that thing is full of people saying, look what Jesus did in yeah. my life. Look how God loves me. Yeah. So you come to the front office. We'll give you a yeah. gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. You might give you an annual report. <laughs> <laughs> Tagline what God has done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that good though? That's so. This good is what God did. I was like, I like that. So yeah. Right. Well, thanks everyone. What thanks fun. for teaching us more about yeah. the woman at the well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, man. There's a lot more. There's so much it's, more. Oh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I love this thing called the Bible. It's so cool. <laughs> it's good. All right, I'll pray. Oh, man, God, we love how 
We love how you love. We love how you see us. We love how you know us. We love how holy we you are. We love how big you are. We love how, how you're so different than us. Um, so I, I do want to say, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure anyone else is sorry for when I try to make you smaller so I can understand everything and allow you just to be you. So we pray that uh, today and perhaps through this podcast or in conversations or in the stories that are heard this week, um, that people would see and sense and know your love. And we pray that happens a whole bunch over the coming weeks. Um, We long for that and we know that you long for that. So would you open us up to that reality? So bless each person here in the room and those listening whenever they listen in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast.